1: The Budget Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Jackie Nurse, and you are listening to the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast for the 86th time or not. Maybe you're not caught up or not a regular listener. Either way, thanks for being here today, and you are in luck because today is kind of a jackpot episode it's finally time to do a roundup of some of my favorite budget travel tips. I do have a blog post about this on the website, but I'm going to share these tips here as well because I know that a lot of you prefer to listen than read, I don't blame you. We're going to go through 21 tips that will help you save money on the road meaning these are things you do once you're actually traveling. They are the tips I always go to when called upon to share my best budget travel tips as a budget travel expert. So let's go ahead and go through these. I hope you learned something. Also, these are not in any particular order. You can use all of them at the same time if you want to. So the first one is number one, research accommodations before you get to town. This is kind of a big one. And I know that a lot of you who like to kind of fly by the seat of your, p- your pants aren't going to listen and that's fine uh, to each their own. The The beauty of researching your accommodations before you get to town and the reason that I recommend it is because on the internet, you get to see all of the amenities, the cost, the location. You get to compare places with everything else that's available on your dates. And so you're not going to have to hoof it, walking all over town knocking on doors and asking for availability. You're not gonna be able to see what the amenities are. You're not gonna see, uh, maybe you'll see prices on the street, but you're not gonna see these things right away. And so you can save a lot of money. You can find the best deal by going online, even if it's day of or the day before. I do that all the time. But in my world, showing up to a place without having accommodations is a thing of the past. If that's the case for me, the first thing that I will do is go find a cafe, some sort of coffee shop and get Wi-Fi and I will do it online. Um, I am done with walking through the streets looking for accommodation. Sometimes that can be fun, but you're not guaranteed the best value. And so that's what I'm going for here. So research accommodations before you get to town. On that note, I will say my favorite booking site is booking.com. Um, I'm not affiliated with them, but I always they have hostels, apartments, uh, hotels of all price ranges, and you can book on the spot. And um, I have had issues with that in the past with uh, with it being so close to booking time, you know, so close to check-in time or even later that I've had problems with the hotel host, like a a small hotel not being open or something, probably because they didn't have any bookings earlier in the day. Um, So, I mean, it is a risk if you're gonna look for a small hotel, you know. But in general, I would say, um, I mean, I can think of one time off the top of my head, maybe two times that that has happened in the last like 10 years. And so uh, generally you're pretty safe with booking. Um, Those bookings will go through within like 15 minutes. Another option here, of course, is Airbnb and those, if you do book Airbnb on the spot, you're going to want to make sure that you book one that is an instant book that has the little lightning icon next to it. At the same time, you know, you're dealing with a person and their household and so they may or not be there last minute. And so it, that, that can be a risk, which gives you even more incentive to just do the research before you get to town and book at least one day in advance. All right. Number two. Use a credit card that has 0% foreign transaction fees as often as possible. And the reason for this is because it will save you on ATM fees, A, and conversion rates, B. It also gives you the bonus of earning those miles or cash back, whatever it is that you use on your credit card. Uh, If you don't have a travel credit card yet, I would encourage you to get one. Um, either through your favorite airline or through your favorite bank. I mean, most people have travel credit cards these days. I've used different ones from Chase in the past. And so, I mean, but I'm I'm not affiliated with any credit cards. I'm just going to say, you know, if you have loyalties to a specific airline, look at that one. Um, if you don't, look at the Chase uh, Sapphire Preferred because I know that's a good one. We're not going to get into uh, exact credit cards here. That's that's not the point. Uh, the point is though that most travel, in fact, all travel credit cards these days are going to offer 0% foreign transaction fees. And what that means is you're not going to pay any extra fees for using your credit card overseas. So if you didn't have a travel credit card that offered 0% foreign transaction fees, and you went out and spent hundred dollars on dinner and paid for it with your credit card, there's probably going to be a 3% fee on there. And so for every hundred, you know, you're spending 3% extra. This really adds up and this is where it's worth it to get a card with 0% foreign transaction fees so that when you go out and spend a hundred dollars, you're only spending a hundred dollars. There's no hidden fees there. Now you might be wondering, okay, why use a credit card at all? And there is a reason for this. The reason to use the credit card, not only to get your reward points, your cash back, whatever it is that you do, is that the credit card will give you the exact currency conversion of that moment. And so you never have to worry about getting ripped off. It's going to be straight across the exact value in the local currency. One thing to note, if you're going to be using, if you're going to use credit cards, if you get the option to charge your card in US dollars, because some people do this, or in the local currency, always choose the local currency. because When you have a card that has zero foreign transaction fees, always choose the local currency because you're getting the true value of what it costs in the local currency without conversion and you're not paying anything extra for it. And one more thing with the credit cards, using your credit card in the local currency is the same as using the local currency itself in cash except that you have to go to the atm for that and we're going to visit that in a later point so now that i have completely confused you as far as credit cards go we're going to move on to the next one okay that was a lot uh let's move on to number three travel in the off season And this one you've probably heard before, but if you can be flexible with your dates, traveling in the off season will make it possible for you to see those touristy places without the same price tag. Um, Hotels, tours, things are often marked down greatly during these times. And so Don't count out the shoulder seasons or the off seasons. Um, Be careful with the weather because you really, you know, you don't want to be somewhere that it's going to be monsoon season and you're not going to be able to enjoy the beach at all. Uh, Do pay attention to that. But if there is a shoulder season, especially for example, May or September in Europe is going to be a lot cheaper than June, July and August anywhere. Avoid peak seasons basically, because that is going to save you a lot of money. Number four, know your budget limits and stick to them. And I'm not necessarily saying that you need to have a budget written down. That's not even something that I do, but have in mind what it is that you're willing to spend. It's really easy to give in to pressure on the spot But if you're tight on spending, stand your ground. If you know what you're willing to spend for a meal, stand your ground, even if that means going to another restaurant or going to another hotel or getting out of a taxi and finding another one because you know that you can find a better price. Don't, I mean, you don't have any, you don't have anything to lose there except for your money. And so swallow your pride and you know, your shame and just move on to the next thing. Especially if you're traveling with friends, I have a really good post about this on the blog that I'll link to on the show notes page as well. But sticking to your budget when you're traveling with friends, don't be afraid or ashamed to move on until you find something that you can afford. You're going to save money because of it. And that is the whole point here. Speaking of taxis, let's move on to the next one. Number five, be smart about taxis. Never get into a taxi without first agreeing on a price or making sure that the driver will turn on the meter. Don't even get in. Don't get in and shut the door until you know what it is that you are paying because there are a lot of places out there that the taxi drivers know how to take advantage of tourists. And by the time you get to the end, you'll realize, oh, they never turned on the meter or it wasn't an agreed upon price and you end up paying a lot extra. And that's when you can't really, you know, protect yourself on the spot because then you're just in a fight with your taxista. And so make sure you know what you're spending before you get in. And that's where you can, you know, pass to the next one. Um, One city that is famous for this is Bangkok. Uh, it, It comes to mind immediately because there are a lot of taxi drivers there who just want to rip off tourists. And so, um, you know, it, it it helps to even just walk a block in the other direction, go go somewhere that's least less touristy to find the cheaper taxis. But the point here is make sure you know what you're going to be paying for the taxi before you get in. And on that note, this is not so much have to do with budget, but about safety when it comes to taxis. Make sure you're in a real taxi, you guys. Taxi drivers should be licensed. They should have it displayed in their car. Um, Just do everything you can to make sure that you are in a legit taxi before you get in someone's car and drive off in it. All right. Moving on. Number six, use your smartphone to get free Wi-Fi. You can book your entire trip on the go by knowing how to use your smartphone without incurring data charges if you don't know how to do this on your phone, I have an entire guide for this. If you have not seen this yet, check it out. You can find it by going to com slash iPhone abroad. Uh, That'll get you there. It's a complete guide to using your iPhone abroad for dummies. And so it's very well explained. I actually did a podcast episode about it back in episode... Seven. So reaching back into the archives for that one, there is an entire module on this in the Budget Minded Traveler Blueprint too, which is my online course. So if you're looking for an even better, more comprehensive and very much updated version of all of this, you can check that out at the dot slash blueprint. but the point here is know how to use your phone overseas. Without incurring data charges, because you will not like what you see if your phone picks up service abroad. And I'm talking about your bill when you get home. A lot of companies these days will include some sort of international coverage, but don't do it. Don't turn your phone on unless you know what it is. Okay, so use that free Wi-Fi to do your booking, to stay in touch with people when you're traveling. Free Wi-Fi is everywhere these days. You just kind of have to find it. So don't be afraid to go find it. And unless you're certain that your phone plan already includes international data, don't turn your data on on your phone. The iPhone guide will show you exactly how to do that, how to avoid it, simply by using Wi-Fi and saving a lot of money. All right, number seven. Bargain with street sellers. And this is an interesting one because this is actually kind of an American thing, which is funny because the locals in a lot of places don't do this. It's not a thing, but they do it with us because we do it with them. And so we might as well play the game because we're getting played. <laughs> so one one thing you could try is when you know that you're in a in a market and bargaining is is happening and that's something that you can do, you can start by going for half the price and just work your way up from there. And here's a tip for you. Make sure that you have exact change when you do this because if you talk someone down from $20 to say 14 and then you hand them a 20, that doesn't look very good, you guys. So make sure that if you're gonna bargain that you have the exact change. And also keep in mind that a lot of these people work really hard for what they do and bargaining isn't always necessary. Um, But there are places for sure that, you know, people see Americans coming and they, they raise the price just because they know you're going to bargain with them. And so you might as well bargain back. That's my take. Number eight, avoid big fancy restaurants unless you're purposely trying to go to somewhere specific. The number one rule for finding the best, cheapest food while traveling is to go where the locals go. The best places are usually on the side streets and in the back alleys. And a really good way to test a restaurant is to look inside. If you see tourists, move on. If you see locals, you know you're in the right place. And you're also going to find the best prices. Number nine, take care of your bills at home in advance. And this is something that you do before you go. But the reason that you want to make sure your bills are on auto pay or that they're taken care of is so that you don't have to stress out about it while you're on the road and that you're not paying late fees or overdue or any of that, which is going to happen while you're on the road if you didn't plan in advance. And so Make sure you're not overdrafting, you know, save on bank charges, save on all the charges and just put your mind at ease while you're traveling. Number 10, avoid unnecessary ATM fees. And this is the one that I was referring to when we were talking about credit cards. Um, One of the advantages of using credit cards is that you don't have to take money out of the ATM as often And the reason that you don't want to take money out of the ATM is because it's expensive. Unless you have a card like the Charles Schwab card, and I will link to that. That's what I use. Uh, It has zero ATM fees worldwide. Unless you have a card like that, that magically... Um, erases or reimburses all of those ATM fees, you're going to spend a lot of money <laughs> taking money out of the ATM every single time. When you take money out, you usually get charged twice. Once from the ATM that you're pulling money out of and once from your bank. It can cost like 8 to $10 to pull money out of the ATM every single time. And so this is why you want to either take out exactly the amount that you know you're going to spend Or take out the maximum amount that you can, that you can kind of stash and use over a period of time so that you can avoid paying these ATM fees unnecessarily. ATM fees can really, really add up. And one more expert tip. (laughs) Uh, You guys have probably heard my story at least like five times already, but make sure you have done the math before you go to the ATM. Really, this can save you money too because it could save you from making a mistake and having to come back to the ATM like 10 minutes later. Not that I have ever done that, of course. So yeah, do the math. Uh, You can use XE Currency. That's my favorite currency conversion app. Just remember to update it while you're still online in case you do not have data. So all of this does take a little bit of planning ahead, but it can really... Save you money when it comes to taking money out of the ATM. All right, number 11, opt to walk through cities instead of taking public transportation. Not only will you get a good workout while you see more of the city than you would in a vehicle, but you also won't spend money on public transportation, which can add up really quickly and is often forgotten or miscalculated when planning trip budgets. So keep that in mind. There are some cities that are just way too big and you need to get on the tube or, um, you know, the metro of some sort or the bus. But I think in a lot of cases, cities are walkable. And I say cities because if you're in smaller villages, chances are you're most likely walking anyway. But yeah, use this as an opportunity to really get your walking workout on and save money on public transportation. Number 12, put your monthly bills on hold if you can. If you're going to be gone for a month or longer, try to freeze your cell phone account or your gym account or perhaps your car insurance or anything else that you can possibly put on hold while you're not using it. Sit down and think about the things that you pay for on a monthly basis And really ask if any of those can be put on hold because you could use the money for other things and you wouldn't have to worry about those bills getting paid while you're gone. Okay, number 13 is a big one. Take advantage of free accommodations. And I have done, I have talked about this a lot, but what I'm talking about here is um, consider joining a program such as Trusted House Sitters or participating in something like a workaway or help exchange, or woofing, because that will save you on accommodations. Um, And accommodations are one of the most expensive parts of travel. And so if you are going to be traveling long enough and slow enough, I would say, to where you could spend a week here or there um, taking care of someone's house for them or volunteering in exchange for room and board, you can save a lot of money uh, on accommodations. And a lot of these places, well, if you're doing work away, I have a whole episode on work away. It's number five. Go listen to it. Uh, it's very helpful. I've done work away a couple of times. And oftentimes you can get food included or some sort of uh, room and board plan like that, where you just have to exchange a few hours of work, volunteer work each day. Um, so, check that out if that interests you, because especially if you're doing any kind of long term travel, it can really, really, really be kind on the bank account. And number 14 kind of goes right along with this one, and that is uh, try couch surfing. Uh, that's also free accommodations. I have had extremely positive experiences with couch surfing. I know we've talked a lot about it on this show. Um, I will link to some posts that I have about it, but try it. It, it Try it before you knock it. I would say that because um, I, I think that it, it's a lot more than sleeping on someone's couch. Uh, and it's something you just kind of have to experience, but it's free. It's completely free. There is no exchange of money in couch surfing. And so that is something you could do to save money. Just keep in mind that if you are going to use couch surfing, you really need to do that in advance because you have a much better chance of hearing back from someone if you give them time than if you are last minute. So just remember that. Number 15 is a fun one. Eat the traditional foods of your destination country. This will give you a chance to let your taste buds experience travel and it will give your wallet a break because generally... The traditional dishes of each country will be the cheapest. Think about this, there's a reason they're so common and it's probably because they have plenty of it available. There are local resources to create these dishes which keep costs down. Um, For example, a casado in Costa Rica might cost you $2 when a burger and french fries at the same restaurant would cost you like six. Or a pad thai in Thailand might cost you $1 when a pasta carbonara in Thailand will cost you five. So allow yourself to seek out not only the local restaurants, but the local foods as well. They are gonna be the cheapest on the menu. Number 16, don't rule out hostels. Even if you are past the hostel dorm stage in your life, much like I am, don't rule them out altogether Um, because very often hostels will offer private rooms. That's what I do. Um, at pretty decent rates, which are often cheaper than hotels. And the added benefit to this is that you still get all the amenities that hostels provide, like tours and maps and info and uh, kitchens and community, without having to share a bunk with anybody. Number 17, meet locals and ask them for recommendations. Uh, Whether you meet people through couch surfing or Airbnb, Keep that in mind. If you're going to use Airbnb, you can opt to stay at a place where the host is present. And there are a lot of cool advantages about doing that. And this is one of them. You can meet people through local tours that you sign up for or simply striking up a conversation in public. You never know who might invite you to dinner or to stay at their house. Both of these things have happened to me. Um, And at the very least, they can point you to the best, cheapest places to eat and things to do. So definitely remember that there are people everywhere. You can ask them for recommendations. Number 18, seek out free walking tours. These are very popular in cities, especially in Europe. Um, One company that I've had great success with is Sandeman's New Europe. They offer very, very detailed two to three hour walking tours throughout Europe. Um, I've done this in Berlin, in Prague, in Edinburgh. And they're all by donation only. And so they're free tours and the, the guides work by tip. And so you can give 5, 10, 15, 20, wh- however many euros or, how, you know, whatever the currency is, um, whatever you feel that it is worth to you. And it's a really great way to get to know where you are without going over your budget It's also a cool place to meet people and keep in mind that when you are on a walking tour, you have a guide right there with you. And so you can ask them what their recommendations are for things to do and uh, places to eat, et cetera. All right. We're almost done here. Just a few more left. Um, Number 19, you guys have heard this one before, but get off the beaten path. If you make an effort to go to places that aren't crowded with tourists, you will be rewarded with lower prices for just about everything. So don't be afraid to explore something completely new and different. And remember that travel is what you make of it. No matter where anyone else is going, no matter what anyone else is saying, um, don't be afraid to get off the beaten path. It'll certainly save you a lot of money and probably be quite an adventure. Number 20, communicate in the local language. If you're in a country with a foreign language, proving that you can communicate or at least attempt to communicate in the local language can immediately drop the price for a lot of things. It makes you appear much more travel savvy, comfortable in your host country, and much less touristy, ignorant, or able to be taken advantage of. So if you can do no better than this, at least try hello, please, thank you, goodbye, and maybe the amount of beers that you would like to order. That's generally where I start. But seriously, communicating in the local language is huge and people really, really appreciate it when you try to do that in most places. And the last one, number 21, be kind. Don't act like you're entitled to anything when you are in a new culture. A little bit of kindness goes a long way and it could literally save you money when dealing with vendors of all kinds. So don't forget to just be nice. So there you have it, my go-to list of budget travel tips to save money while you're on the road. Uh, If there's anything that you think I missed or if you have any questions about any of these, remember you can always leave comments on the show notes page. And for this episode, that can be found at the slash 86. There are a ton of links to lots of things that were mentioned in this episode that are gonna be on there today. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you know anyone who could use these budget travel tips in their life, please share this episode with them. I would very much appreciate that. And I hope to see you guys right here in the next episode. Until then, thanks again for listening and have a great day.